This program is presented by CreamCityUSA.com. This is Andy Griffith, and that's Herman Thurman. He's been working for three days and nights trying to create the perfect lasagna, and he's failed. Now, this lasagna that Herman makes is perfectly self-respecting lasagna. In fact, Herman's upstairs neighbor, Daisy Mallory, has been throwing parties every night eating up Herman's rejects. But you see, Herman wasn't trying to make good lasagna. He was trying to make perfect lasagna because cooking means more to Herman than anything except finding the right girl. Now, of course, Herman's carrying enough weight for himself and a small cousin, and that doesn't help him much with charming the ladies. His neighbor, Daisy, is fixing him up with a date this afternoon. Let's skip ahead and see what happens. There's Daisy, Herman, and Daisy's friend, Amanda Smith. They're eating banana cream pie and drinking coffee in a restaurant. Daisy says you can cook, Mandy. Did you try my lasagna? It was okay. Too much oregano. Oregano? Oh, this banana cream pie is wretched. Mama, look! That crazy lady over there, she just threw some pie in her own face! Amanda, how could you do that in a public place? Better on me than in me. I'm leaving. Oh, Herman, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know. I, sorry? That was the most brilliant iconoclastic gesture I've ever seen. Excuse me, I'm, uh, I'm going after her. And that's only the beginning of our story. Mutual Radio Theater, a new adventure in radio listening. Five nights of exceptional entertainment every week. Brought to you in Elliot Lewis's production of the Mutual Radio Theater. Our story, A Small Argument by Patricia Joyce. Our stars, Linda K. Henning and Michael Miner. Mutual Radio Theater is being brought to you by the King Coil Posture Bond Mattress. Its unique bonded construction assures comfort and durability year after year. The King Coil Posture Bond Mattress. And uh, this mattress is called the what? The King Coil Posture Bond. You can't buy any better in our store. Well, it's very comfortable. Oh, yes, and you'll get firmness and durability year after year. Oh, gee, I wish my husband were here to try it out with Ooh, me. That's the best way. Oh, mm -hmm. say, that man over there, he's about the same size and weight oh, as okay. my Excuse me, sir? Yes? Uh, could you lie down on this King Coil Posture Bond mattress for a moment? Well, I'm just waiting for my wife Oh, it'll here. just take a sec. She's I'm... buying a throw pillow for our breezeway. There you go. Now, let me get on the other side. Ooh, this Posture Bond is very comfortable. It's the unique construction of the King Coil Posture uh, bond. See, could you throw your arm over me? That's what Walter does. Like this? Exactly. Now, could you put your foot in the small of my back? Okay. And the pillow over your head. All right. No matter how you scrunch up, this king coil posture bond is still firm and comfortable. Yeah, golly. You know what Shirley and I do? We sometimes... Hi, Shirley. I was just lying in bed here telling this lady how we... See, this is a king coil. She needed my foot to... Help. Try a king coil posture bond. Its unique bonded construction assures comfort and durability year after year. When Herman first started pursuing Amanda, she would insult him and throw things at him, but he kept coming back, bringing her all sorts of goodies. Along about the time he brought her a French fried wildebeest, Amanda led him into her apartment. Just between us, I think it was more his desperate and sincere expression 
than the courage of his cooking that finally got to Mandy. As the time went on, he'd bring over a piece of his copper cookware, and they'd cook up a dish together. By the time he had moved all his cookware, his automatic vegetable dicer, and his electric flour sifter over to her apartment, they were unofficially engaged. It became a beautiful relationship, sharing not only love, but a common dream. Each wants to be a great cook. And when two people have the same area of expertise, they can express so much more subtly. The merest way someone peels an eggplant can say, I love you. Well, here you are. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Hand me that serving spoon. Well, you want me to serve you? Oh, please. Oh, that's a plenty. You sure? Mm-hmm. Mm, boy, oh, boy, spaghetti al pesto. One of my favorites. Try it. Tell me what you think. Mm. Well? Mm. Just a minute. It's fine. You're sure? Mm. What about the garlic? Mm-hmm. The basil? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't think I put too much oil in, do you? It's fine. It's fine. You're sure it's okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I just keep feeling that there's something missing, you know? I mean, I taste it and I know it's good. But I have to ask myself, is it great? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know you can never really tell, can you? Even science is relative now, let alone the arts. It's really only as good as the taste buds that are tasting it, and all taste buds have different tastes. Oh, I guess all I can do is refine my own taste as much as possible and swallow my work with an unrelenting eye. No, I mean, when I eat what I cook, I have to be really honest with myself about whether it's as good as it should be or not. <laughs> I guess I know deep down that there's no such thing as the perfect al pesto. Somebody somewhere is not going to like the way I cook it. Oh. <sighs> The thing to remember, Mandy, is that we practice the universal art. A person may not see paintings, a person may not go to the theater, a person may not hear music. But whether he likes it or not, a person's got to eat. Everyone except for the merest suckling infant has to participate in the culinary arts. Yeah, that's true. And every idiot out there thinks he can cook. But that is a fallacy. Oh, I know. And I'm not talking about cooking that pretentious French garbage. I'm talking about... Real cooking, you know, with guts. Right. Oh, boy, what's wrong now? Oh, nothing. Uh, want some more Chianti? Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish we had our own restaurant. It'll happen. But, you know, we can't be really creative cooking somebody else's recipe in somebody else's restaurant. Oh, catering jobs help, but uh, it doesn't really do it. I'm trying to get us our own restaurant, Pass me some more of that al pesto. Here. Oh, just one article in Menu Magazine would do it. Herman? Herman? Hmm? I wish you wouldn't eat so much. But it's my profession. Well, I know, but just one serving is enough to taste it. I like to eat. I mean, I like to eat. Well, you're, you're much too heavy. You ashamed of me? No, it's unhealthy. Who cares? I do. I see your little arteries thickening with each bite, and I... What? Oh, I don't want anything to happen to you. You're crying over me. Over my health. (laughs) Well, what do you expect? You're too heavy. It's bad for you. 
You love me. You really love me. It's not just our mutual obsession with food. Yes, I do. Oh, you know I love you. Now, will you please stop eating? Okay. I'm sorry. Well, I worry about you. Come here, my little Kansas girl. Hug me. What do you want to eat tomorrow? This is the noisiest apartment I've ever been in. Can't you keep those Russian neighbors quiet? I know. They're getting worse. Well, can't you go over and just talk to them? Herman, I'm trying to get this menu set. Stop distracting me. Hey, I'm under pressure, too. So? Well, so tomorrow I'm cooking moussaka for Peter Schrudel of Menu Magazine. And that makes you more important than me? I'm going to yell at those Russians. Hey, I'll give you a Perovsky if you quiet down. I'll give you two Perovskis if you'll shut up. Each. Creeps. Oh, calm down. They're ruining my concentration. Please make them be quiet. Oh, I almost have time. But they're awful. Look, not only do I have to do a dinner for 50 people tomorrow, but I also have to do a cake dog in the shape of Daisy's boxer, Clarence. That's going to take a lot of engineering, and if you don't leave me alone, I'm not going to get it done. Well, don't yell at me when you're really mad at those Russians. Uh, I'm sorry, you're right. Ah! Jerks, you... Creeps. They're really jerks. I know. I'll go talk to them tomorrow. What's it a name? Well, it takes a lot of fine names to make Sears names stand for quality. Names you've always counted on, like Kenmore, Craftsman, Easy Living, and Die Hard. Names that kids and moms cheer, like Winnie the Pooh and Tough Skins. Names that are a part of your life today, like Permapress, Klingalon, and Winter 2. And, of course, they're Sears Best products in everything from T-shirts to tractors. What's in a name? Well, it takes a lot of truly dependable names to make our name. Sears Roebuck & Company. There's a place for everyone in the PTA. When we became a single-parent family, problems at home were affecting my kids in school. But working with the PTA made it easier to cope. As a teacher, I know that children benefit when there's trust between parents and teachers. The PTA makes this possible. My wife and I feel the PTA is a place to solve school problems. Everyone gets involved. There's a place for everyone in the PTA. How about you? Write National PTA, 700 North Rush, Chicago 60611. Here we are at Daisy Mallory's party. The occasion of this party is the fifth birthday of Daisy's boxer dog, Clarence of Ledbetter Hall III. Of course, Clarence is locked in the guest room tonight. He has an annoying habit of leaping into people's arms, knocking over their martinis and licking their faces. However, Clarence's presence is felt just about everywhere. Mandy catered this party, and in the punch bowl, she put a big block of ice that's shaped like a boxer dog, there's a nice hot salmon loaf over there among the cold cuts that's molded like Clarence's head. And over there in the middle of the dessert table is a life-size statue of Clarence, which is really a carrot cake. The guests have come, and they're all nearly collapsed to see such a beautiful display. They're even more impressed tasting that delicious food. Just as everybody's in the middle of singing Mandy's praises, Herman walks in, bringing Peter Schrudel of Menu Magazine. 
Daisy. Hey, Daisy. Oh, hi, Herman. Didn't Mandy do a terrific job on the food? Everybody's just ranting and raving about it. Uh, Daisy, this is Peter Schrudel of Menu Magazine. Oh, hi. Welcome. I must say the display of food is incredible. Quite incredible. Yeah, and you can eat it. I should hope so. You can eat all of it. The whole cake dog is edible. Usually other caterers make a papier-mâché dog and cover it with icing. Once my little cousin Harold ate the papier-mâché dog, and we had to get his stomach pumped. I see. But anyway, not this year. I should hope not. I'm going to save the head. I beg your pardon? Clarence's head. The cake dog one, I mean. I'll freeze it, and we'll have it on his half-birthday. Who's the chef? <clears throat> um, has anybody noticed how cold it's getting? Well, I guess it's a chefess. It's Amanda Smith. She's over there. In the blue dress? No, the serious-looking one in the red dress. Ah, yes. Well, I'll have to sample her dishes. Excuse me. Herman, I think I'm getting hives. I'm so nervous. Could you itch me right here? I can't reach. Uh, sure. Oh, here? Yes. I think I really impressed Peter Schrudel with my moussaka. He, he said the cream topping was exquisite and... Uh, I, I... I don't know why throwing parties makes me so nervous. Amanda's really done a wonderful job. Everyone's saying that this is far and away the best food I've ever had at a party. Have you tried anything? I don't suppose the people at this party were at any of those lasagna parties. Oh, all of them, I'm sure. I had everybody I knew and then some at those parties. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. I I've got to go look in on Clarence. Well? Well, I made one sublime moussaka for Peter Schrudel. Oh, great. What do you think? I think he may be interested in opening a restaurant with me. I meant of my dinner. Did you go over and talk to those Russians today? I've been worried about that all afternoon. Oh, yeah, they were great. They're all refugees from Russia and Poland and Czechoslovakia and Hungary. The Polish man had a wonderful homemade kielbasa that his mother in New Jersey did. And I got a special recipe for grilled Hungarian goose liver. Mm. And a Czech lady showed me her family recipe for pataki. Well, taking that much time, I'm surprised you were able to do anything at all decent here. Well, what do you think? It's okay. Well, tell me point by point. I want your critique. It's fine. Keep it up and... You're going to be a good cook. Going to be? Yeah, yeah. You're getting the hang of it. Stay with it, kiddo. Kiddo? What? Herman, you're being a little patronizing, I think. Well, I don't mean to be. You've done some interesting things here. If you work hard, you may be capable of running a restaurant. And, of course, you are fully capable of running one right now. Well, yeah. Yeah. You'd probably eat all the food before you served any of it. Look, Mandy, you're too stingy with your sauces. Oh, I am, am I? How come you never told me that before? I didn't think you could take the criticism. Well, isn't that interesting? I didn't think you could take the criticism, so I didn't tell you that I think you drown the taste of your food under thick brown sauce. Well, look at the facts. I get twice as many catering jobs as you do. You've been doing it longer. So it stands to reason that I'm better. Better? Better? Daisy told me my meal was better than anything you've ever cooked for. Daisy? Who is Daisy? I mean, what does she know? She knows what she likes. I wasn't doing a whole spread when I made that lasagna. And besides, when I think of all that chicken pot pies I've made for her... Oh, I... yeah, she knows you're cooking well enough. Well, we'll see, Mandy Smith. We'll see. We'll just see who gets their own restaurant first, you or me. Herman, put down that knife! Herman, put down that knife! I mean it! Put it down! Here's what I think of your putrid display. 
Herman, Daisy, it's just a cake. I'll do the same to anyone who comes near me. Herman, I work for three hours on that cake. Now you put that head back on. I do not make thick brown sauces. My sauces are delicately seasoned, and I never, ever want to see you again. This is Gregory Peck speaking for the Alliance to Save Energy. Our country is facing serious energy problems. We can't wait for miracles. We've got to do something about it ourselves. Last year, the energy we wasted equaled all the oil we imported. And that's shocking. If we don't start using our resources wisely, we're heading for trouble. The Alliance to Save Energy asks every American family to save a gallon of gasoline each week, cut down on heat and air conditioning, and use appliances sensibly. That's really no hardship. In fact, it will save you money. Send for a free energy guide, which explains what you can do to help. Write to the Alliance to Save Energy, Box 57200, Washington, DC. That's Box 57200. A public service message from the Alliance to Save Energy and the Advertising Council. Poor Herman Thurman's luck was running out. Amanda hadn't spoken to him since the day he cut the head off the cake dog. Peter Schrudel had coolly ignored Herman's suggestion that they open a restaurant together, and Herman was having trouble convincing Daisy that he'd been angry at Amanda and not Daisy's dog, Clarence. Just as Herman's situation was getting really desperate, he had a chance to go on a game show called Million Dollar Mind. Naturally, Herman chose the category of cooking, and he was actually able to top the Million Dollar Mind on a series of questions about rare forms of Algerian honey pastries. He won enough money to open a small, authentic Western barbecue restaurant in the suburbs. Today's the day Herman's dream restaurant is set to open, but he doesn't look happy. Just between us, I think he misses Amanda. Hello? Oh, hi, Daisy. It's Herman. Oh, it's you. Well, who were you expecting? Well, I was waiting for Mandy. She's got... Amanda. <laughs> Boy, I'm sure glad I got rid of her. So... Well, so I've uh, got a new girlfriend. She's really great. Oh. Yeah, you know, today's the day I opened the restaurant, and I was going to pose with my new girlfriend for the Times picture, but she's, uh, uh, she's sick. Oh, what's her name? Oh, it's, uh, uh Debbie. Amanda just Yeah, got... I suppose Amanda misses me a lot, doesn't she? Well, as a matter I of fact... I don't want to hear. I was just kidding. I don't care what she thinks. Uh, oh, hey. It... Herman, what is it? Well... <laughs> There's a girl walking into that building across the way who looks exactly like Mandy. Isn't that funny? It is. Yes, it is funny. No, it is Mandy. What? That's what I was saying before. She's got a partnership with that Peter Schrudel. Oh, no. Yeah. She got a bunch of recipes from some Eastern Europeans she met that live near her, and she and Peter are going to start a restaurant called The Rhapsody. Oh. Uh. I guess it's kind of um, on the same street as yours. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, well, 
I was waiting for her to call me so I could come up and take a look at it. Oh, well, isn't that a coincidence? I was going to ask you to come and have a meal at my opening night. On the house. Well... Come on, I owe you one after what I did to your cake, dog. Well... And then you can tell me about Mandy's restaurant, and, you know, when you stop in. And I can meet your new girlfriend. Oh, no, uh, uh, Kathy's sick, remember? I thought you said her name was Debbie. Uh, Deborah. Kathleen. Everybody has red-check tablecloths, solid blues, pastels, anything to make our own statement. Hmm. Look at that. It's disgusting. What? Your foolish friend Herman is parading in front of his barbecue place dressed as a cowboy. Oh, he has no business being on that horse. Well, some people need to resort to cheap publicity stunts because they can't deliver quality merchandise. He sees us. What do we do? Wave. Oh, no. Herman! Look out for that motorbike! Whoa, whoa, boy, whoa! Well, I suppose we have to go after him, eh? No, of course not. That's what he gets for showing off. He's just desserts. Hey, speaking of desserts... What? Let's play a little trick on Herman while he's gone. I'm game. Let's put salt in the sugar containers and sugar in the salt shakers like kids do in summer camp. A little uh, salty dessert ought to pep things up. Not a bad idea. At least we know he's distracted. I'm not kidding, you guys. Herman was really furious. Good. He stamped and threw himself on the ground. Oh, he was furious. He turned bright red and then dark purple. I thought he was going to bust an artery or something. Better and better. Oh, and then he shook his fist and screamed, You tell Mandy I'm going to get her for this. You tell her that. Oh, I'm shivering in my shoes just thinking about him. Aren't you, Peter? Yes, I'm terrified. But he's going to do something awful before you open tomorrow. That's why I'm sleeping over in the restaurant. Oh, but Mandy, what if he breaks into the restaurant and you have to face him all alone? <laughs> Daisy, I think I can handle Herman. Okay. Now, if you don't mind, I was just about to go to sleep when you came bursting in here. And Peter was just leaving. So, unless you have a few more scary warnings, I'll roll over in my sleeping bag and call it a night. Don't say I never told you. Right, sure. <laughs> oh, uh, Peter, you have the ads all set for the big opening tomorrow? Everything's perfect. Oh, good. Good night. Good night. Oh, brother, what a life. Uh, mm. Darn city. Why can't they hire contractors who work normal hours? I wonder where that's coming from. Sounds like it's coming from right outside. Herman, it's you! Oh, you come back here, you coward! Come back! Oh, that goof. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, no, he, he didn't. He couldn't have. Oh, he did. This is Peter Schrudel. I can't answer the phone right now, but please be so good as to leave your name and number after the tone. 
Peter, you've got to come right back here. You're not going to believe what that little nerd Herman did. He took a jackhammer and drilled open the sewer main. Oh, the place smells like a latrine. I'll call the city, but it's already seeping all over, and I don't think they can do anything about it. Of all the childish, undignified things to do. Now settle down, Mandy, dear. Oh, Peter, how can I settle down when a restaurant smells like an outhouse? Here. Take a sip of champagne. It'll calm the nerves. Oh, to revenge against Herman. I'll kill him. No, you won't. Aren't you going to eat some of this caviar I opened? How can you think of champagne and caviar at a time like this? But this is the perfect time. The two of us together. The still night. The stars. The smell of the sewer main wafting in on the breeze. That's why I brought along this. What is it? Move it under the candlelight. Gardens of Nebuchadnezzar air deodorant? One thorough spraying and we'll remove all traces of Herman Thurman. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that easy. Mandy, look into my eyes. You realize we're not going to be able to open the restaurant tomorrow. I'm not thinking of the restaurant right now. Mandy. <laughs> oh, Peter, what do you think you're doing? I'm merely expressing... Oh, you got me all covered with fish eggs. Our partnership has to be more than just a business relationship. Oh, no. Doesn't. No hanky panky. I told you that going in. But but my feelings have changed. Well, mine haven't. You're still in love with Herman. Oh, don't be a dope. Oh, there's nothing I'd like better than to see him living on prefabricated fast food for the rest of his life. Well then. What? What are you going to do about this sewer disaster, eh? Oh, that's what I called you over to discuss. Well? Well? My Aunt B always told me to let the punishment fit the crime. Oh, great theory. Now to put it into practice. Hey. Hmm? Herman is ordering some special mesquite wood for his barbecue pit. So? Oh, well, he wouldn't know mesquite wood if it bit him on the backside. He's always lived in the city. Always asked me what it's like growing up among the cows in Kansas. So he's an ignorant fool. We already knew that. Well, speaking of Kansas, there's a guy my folks know who sells what he calls... Buffalo chips. Of course, it's really dried cow dung. Hmm. Go on. Well, what if we managed to get some of those buffalo chips shipped in, in place of the mesquite wood? <laughs> That'd cause a bit of a stir when everybody found out. Hey, kid. Come here. Hey, you. Little boy, come over here. Hey, kid, I'll give you a bright, shiny quarter if you help me out. Well, first of all, buddy, I'm a girl. And second, I don't do any favors for under $5. Make it two and we're on. Okay. Hey, aren't you the guy who owns the Buffalo Chip Barbecue? No, no, that's somebody else. Well, my mother says you're a skunk and a threat to the health of the community. Look, do you want the two bucks or not? What do I have to do for it? You see that cake? Yeah. Well, I'm going to get inside it, and I want you to push it to that restaurant over there. That one? The Rhapsody? Right. Now, how am I going to push a big guy like you and that cake all the way over there? I set the cake on wheels. Just push me over and ring the bell, and then you run away, okay? Where's my money? Here. Here you go. Now, don't you dare run off. I won't. I won't. How come you got that hatchet in there? No, don't worry about that. That's part of the surprise for my friends who own the Rhapsody. Yeah, I'll bet. 
Got to close the door on this cake. Hmm. Okay, mister. I'm gonna ring the bell now. Okay, here I go. What in the world is this? I think it's a cake. It's enormous. Yeah, suspiciously enormous. What do you mean? Peter, don't you like cakes oven warm? No, not particularly. Oh, yes, you do. No, really, I... You do. Oh, yes. Why don't you go warm up our large oven to, say, 350 degrees, and we'll put this nice cake in the hot oven? Then, when the cake is good and toasty, we'll try a little piece. Very well. I'll go warm up our large oven. You bring in the cake. Right. Just as I thought. This is a little bit heavy for a cake. Herman! I knew it! I knew this was one of your tricks! Out of my way, Mandy! Ouch! You bumped into me, Herman! Sorry, Mandy! Yeah, I'll bet! Hey, Herman! You forgot your hatchet! What did Herman forget? He had a hatchet in there. I wonder what he was going to do with that. Well, obviously, he planned to chop up our restaurant as if it were a saloon and he were carry nation. Now he's adding injury to insult. Well, we'll just retaliate. Don't you worry. Let's think of something really catastrophic this time. Something just short of arson. Save now on tools that have earned the right to wear the name Craftsman. Save $100 on Sears Best Craftsman 10-inch table saw outfit with motor, leg set, and two extensions. Now $299.99. This is the minimum savings nationally. Regular prices vary in some markets. Or save 39% off regular separate tool catalog prices on this Craftsman 98-piece mechanics tool set with Craftsman toolbox included. Now $99.99 at Sears, where America shops for value. Sale ends April 26th. Some of the most beautiful sounds in the world are found in our forests. Olive-sided flycatcher. Fox sparrow. Olive warbler. Northern oriole. Please remember, only you can prevent forest fires. A public service of this station, the Smoky Bear Program, and the Ad Council. Andy Griffith again, and here's the fourth act of A Small Argument. I'm surprised your friend Herman actually let us in here. Hmm. He seemed to believe our story about wanting to kiss and make up. Well, we better not blow this, Peter. Just shriek loudly enough to get everyone's attention, dear. <laughs> Don't worry about me. Mandy, hmm? why do you keep primping? I'm not primping. Yes, you are. Keep peering into that mirror over there and adjusting your hair ribbon. Well... To tell you the truth, since I knew that the food critic from the Times would be here, I thought I'd vamp him a little. Vamp him? Well, now that the sewer's all fixed and we're ready to reopen, we want him to come to our restaurant. And we'll want him to like us and give us a good review. You don't like the idea? My dear Mandy, are you sure you're not primping for Herman? Oh, don't be ridiculous. Well, if indeed you are flirting with Freddie Mills from the Times, you'd better stop for two reasons. A, Freddie tries to be strictly objective... Consequently, he is harder on his friends' restaurants. And two, in light of the horrible stunt we're about to pull, the less he notices us, the better. You're right. 
Well, now, here you go, folks. Herman's special soup du jour. It's real good, so I expect you people to swill down every last bite. Oh, we will. Thank you. I can't believe we're doing this. There, it's in. Now, as soon as I lift it out of the soup with my spoon, you're on. Ready? Ready. Good heavens, look what I found in my soup. What's wrong? Ew, it's a dead cat-eating bird. Disgusting. Yeah. Now, now. Oh, but it was in the soup. Everybody in here is eating that germy stuff. That couldn't have been in the soup. Herman, my friend, I too am a restaurant owner. And I believe that one should keep a cat to minimize the presence of rats and mice in the food. I don't have... But, Herman, there comes a time when a cat's contributions are more detrimental than helpful. But I... Surely your cat could have deposited this semi-digested sparrow in a receptacle other than the soup tureen. Good day. Come along, Mandy. But I don't even own a cat. Herman, don't do anything. Why shouldn't I? Because this whole thing has gone far enough. Daisy, you should have told Mandy that. Come on, Herman. It's their opening night. They've hired this Hungarian violinist named Marika. They've ordered beautiful floral displays, and they've been working so hard on the recipes. Well, I've worked hard on my restaurant, too. But what about Mandy? Well, what about her? Don't you have some feelings left for her? Some? Somewhere? I don't know. In the name of those feelings, I demand that you let her open that restaurant in peace. All right. All right. Really? Sure. Oh, good. Well, I guess I'll be moving along then. Goodbye, then. Bye. Where's that darn phone book? Ah, here it is. Okay. <sighs> Marika, the mad Hungarian violinist. Uh, uh, hello, Marika. I I'm calling on behalf of the Rhapsody Restaurant on Main Street. So, what do you want? Well, uh, I was just wondering if you were ready tonight with the Hungarian violence. Oh, yes, we are ready. I, I got me, my Uncle Gabor and his cousin Lenche, and my sister Katerina. She's going to come and bring her violins, too. Well, I don't know why she'd want to bring a violin with all that violence going on. Darling, the more violins, the merrier. Oh, is she going to crack her violin over somebody's head? No, she's going to play a nice gypsy wedding song. Well, I'm less interested in the music than I am in the violence. Violence is no fun without music. All right, we'll have music with the violence. But tell me, what are you going to do that's destructive? What are you talking about, darling? Violence. V-I-O-L-E-N-C-E. -E. Oh, you are saying all this time, violence. Blowing up. Bang, bang. Yeah, violence. You were planning on violence? Of course. You want Hungarian violence, you're going to get Hungarian violence. And violence, too, if that's what you want. Oh, what exactly are you going to do, Marika? Uh, do? Oh, yes. I'll tell you what, darling. You come by and bring me check in advance. Then you and me and Uncle Kabor, we talk it over. I'm proud of us. So far, everything's going like clockwork. Even the violinists are showing up as scheduled. I'm so glad Daisy talked to Herman. Hey, everybody!
everybody. Now is big time for what you've always wanted to see. Hungarian violence. Is my little sister Katarina on music and Gabor and Lanche bad Hungarian saver. <laughs> In honor of great Hungarian revolution in 1956, a bomb! Oh, no! No, not a bomb, please! <laughs> it, it was only a cherry bomb. Everything will be fine. Oh, please understand that we didn't plan this. Uh, it was a friend's idea of a practical joke. <laughs> uh, but anyway, there'll be free Tokay wine on the house for anyone who wants it. Peter, I've got to talk to you. Let's go in there. Peter, we have to do something. Gladly. You and I alone in a dark closet is one of my favorite fantasies. That's not what I'm talking about. No, don't tell me. I'll guess. It's Herman. Let's try arson this time. I think you're being a bit rash, my dear. Oh, I know. But you are right. We should do something that will cause permanent and semi-permanent damage. Isn't the health inspector coming to check the Main Street restaurants? Yes, next week. What if I tell Herman I just have to see him? I'll uh, lure him to a coffee shop, and then you'll go into his restaurant and leave some really disgusting vermin around. My dear Mandy, every restaurant has an occasional mouse or cockroach. You'd only get a warning. Well, what if the health inspector saw, say, uh, a half a dozen tarantulas and a couple of poison centipedes? Herman would be closed down for three months. <laughs> Uh, It was nice seeing you again, Mandy. Mm, Yeah, you too. Bye, Herman. Goodbye, Mandy. We'll have to do it again sometime. Hi, Peter. I wouldn't look so cheerful if I were you. Your little friend Herman double-crossed you. He did? Thoroughly. We're closed down for three months. What? When I came back from letting the tarantulas and poison centipedes loose in Herman's place, I found this letter from the health inspector. It was tacked to the door. Why? I went inside and found three boa constrictors, one of which was in the process of swallowing a mouse. Ew! I wonder who could have put them there. Oh, I'll kill him for real this time. Oh, where's that Carry Nation hatchet? Never mind, I'll do it with my bare hands. Put in a punch for me, too. Creep. You jerk. I mean, how dare you put those tarantulas in my restaurant? You got me closed down. Well, you got us closed down. After the nice time we had in the coffee shop, too. <sighs> I didn't know we were going to have so much fun. Well, lots you care. All you care about is your pompous partner, Peter Schrudel. Well, you probably got that girlfriend of yours that Daisy told me about to put those snakes in the Rhapsody. What girlfriend? What girlfriend? Uh, uh, Debbie or Kathy or something. Well, I only had one date with those girls. Uh, each. Oh, sure. I did. I hired Marika the mad Hungarian violinist to put the boa constrictor in there. That was an awful thing to do. Well, no worse than what you and your boyfriend did to me. Boyfriend? Peter Schrudel. Well, what's that all about? Oh, Schrudel's not my boyfriend. Oh, he's always making passes at me, but, you know, he's far too cold and normal. Really? Well, hey, that's great. Oh, 
Herman, I'm so sorry that this argument has gotten so, well, so intense. Well, you started it. I started it? That's right. Why, Herman, you little creep. You jerk. <laughs> oh, I think this is where we came in. Mandy? What? I'm sorry we argued, too. Oh, look what we've done. We've ruined each other. Our restaurants are closed. Only for three months. But it's three whole months. A lot can happen in three months. The conclusion of our story after these words. Dad, my skin is all itchy. You have a rash. Uh, dear, do we have anything for Amy's rash? Uh-huh. Cordaid. Cordaid? Cordaid. The new hydrocortisone cream. What I used for my eczema. And what I used for my dermatitis. Hmm. Cordaid. Cordaid also gives temporary relief for poison ivy, insect bites, and other itches and rashes. And I can use it, too? Yes, even for you, Amy. For skin irritation, itches, and rashes, Cordaid's the one. A new breakthrough. Cordaid with hydrocortisone. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Cordaid. Read and follow label directions. It's athletes versus MS. Meet golf champion Lee Trevino. One day you're a happy guy like me, Lee Trevino, walking around, swinging your clubs, and out of the blue, you get struck down by multiple sclerosis, the great crippler of young adults. Right now, there's no cure for MS, but there's hope through research. Half a million victims of MS and related disorders may be invalids, one way or the other, all their lives. Join Lee Trevino. Support your local chapter of the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. I know everyone wants to know if we're going to have a happy ending. But the first thing we have to worry about is what happened to all those poor little tarantulas and poison centipedes and boa constrictors that Mandy and Herman turned loose in each other's restaurants. Well, Daisy Mallory felt real bad for the homeless little creatures, so she's taken them all over to live with her and Clarence. Mandy and Herman decided that three months gave them just enough time to get married and go on a honeymoon. There they are, taking a boat to Bermuda. You happy, Mandy? Oh, yes. Ah, uh, it is happy. Isn't that nice? You know, I always thought I'd end up with someone who was dashing and handsome and good-looking. <laughs> I never thought I'd wind up with someone like you. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not dashing and handsome? You're nice looking in your own way. But not handsome. Is that what you're saying? Well, you're no Montgomery Cliff. Well, you're no Marilyn Monroe. Uh, Herman, Herman, we're just going to start another argument. Let's drop it. Yeah, you're right. For a minute there, I thought I'd spoken too soon. This is Elton John for the American Cancer Society. I came across some puzzling facts I think you'll be interested in. It happens that around the world there's very little cancer of the esophagus, and yet in China and a few other places, the rates of this disease are not only high, they're the highest of any tumor. Why should that be? And why is it that Japanese women run a much lower risk of getting breast cancer than American women? So far, no definite answers for these questions. But answers to these and puzzles like them are important in cancer research. Even more important, those answers could lead to saving more lives from cancer and sometimes help prevent the disease from happening at all. That's why this research must continue.
This research and other vital research that can help the biggest puzzle of all, the answer to cancer. Help by giving to the American Cancer Society. Please give generously. Remember, it's your American Cancer Society. The Mutual Radio Theater is brought to you five nights a week at this time. Tonight's original radio play, A Small Argument, was written by Patricia Joyce and produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. Your host was Andy Griffith. Our stars were Linda K. Henning and Michael Miner. Featured in the cast were Byron Kane, June Foray, and Noel North. The Mutual Radio Theater theme was composed by Nelson Riddle. John Harlan speaking. The Elliott Lewis production of Mutual Radio Theater is a presentation of CVI. Mutual Radio Theater has been brought to you by Sears, a name that means quality and value. A name that you can count on for service and dependability. Sears, where America shops for value. This is Vincent Price. Join us tomorrow. I'll have another story to astonish and mystify. This is Ajax with a reminder to join us again next time for comedy, music, mystery, and drama on CreamCityUSA.com.